You're about to listen to a clip from a recent show hosted by myself, Blythe Brumleaf, owner of DigitalDispatch.io and BonjourWithBlythe.com. After this clip, you can get the lowdown on both of these companies and how their marketing tips and online strategy can help you and or your business grow in a competitive digital environment. Until then, I hope you enjoy this little nugget. So let's go ahead and dive into our first story, and that's Facebook getting fined $40 million over inflated view counts. Now, $40 million sounds like a lot of money to the majority of us, right? But for Facebook, it takes about 16 hours for them to earn $40 million. And I actually had to look that up. Yes, it takes 16 hours for Facebook to earn $40 million. They earned $22 billion in profits last year. So this fine that while significant to the majority of us, whenever you hear that number initially, it's a drop in the, it maybe is a drop in the bucket uh, to, to Facebook's uh, team. But to, to sort of back up and explain why they were fined this, this amount of money, this drop in the bucket. So Facebook for a while ago, and especially if you're familiar in the digital marketing landscape, then you probably heard of the phrase pivot to video, and I'm using air quotes here. And that pivot to video happened probably predominantly in, in 2016 and 2017, where you saw a, a massive influx of brands moving their video strategy, you know, video's the wave and, and that's where we gotta go. We gotta put all of our money into video. And while video is extremely important, I'm actually recording uh, you know, a YouTube video in conjunction with this audio first podcast, but video is huge for search engine rankings. Um, it's huge for viewer engagement. Uh, so I like to, to, to push video a lot, but in this relative to this story, you had entire companies, entire media companies moving all of their video strategy to Facebook where they were creating content specifically for Facebook. Facebook invited a lot of media companies, invited a lot of brands to come on their platform and to make content exclusively for Facebook. And they were promised a lot of things. Uh, they, they were not necessarily exclusivity, but they were promised uh, prominence within the timeline, within the, the, the feed, the algorithm of, of when you're producing content. And whenever, and I'm sure for anybody out there who's ever posted a video to Facebook, uploaded directly to the platform, because that's the difference, not just posting a link from a video, but uploading a video directly to Facebook, or perhaps you've done some live streams, you may have noticed that, wow, I am getting a ton of views on this. And, and it, it happened to me personally, but Facebook has was essentially caught with their hand in the cookie jar because they were inflating those video numbers by as much as 900%. 900%. And when you have that pivot to video strategy, you have a, a, a couple brands, not a couple, but a lot of brands that built entire media departments around those inflated numbers. So there was, uh, when this when this judgment came down, I think it was last week, you had a lot of executives uh, in charge of content for major media publishers. We're talking Vox Media, College Humor, which no longer exists largely in part because of this, this, you know, they, they, they put a lot of their budget into video and we have an instance where these executives are shining a light on their initial video views and then come to find out those video views were false. And the way that they were falsified is because if you're scrolling through your timeline, 
and you happen to see a video, the audio doesn't have to be on. You don't have to actually click on the video. You don't have to engage with it, but simply from scrolling through your timeline. And if you happen to stop from three seconds, then that counted as a view. Now, naturally, with a lot of these videos, they were getting, I think it was a Vox Media executive, he tweeted out that they were regularly getting 30 to 40 million views on their videos. All of their videos that they uploaded to Facebook, they were getting an average of 30 to 40 million. It, it was pretty standard. A lot of their videos too, that he tweeted out that they were getting over 100 million. So you can understand why these companies would see these kind of numbers and then just want to continue to produce more content and 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 push it to Facebook because it's almost like a gold rush, right? It's almost like a it's a get rich quick scheme. And so for a lot of these brands, I think it was uh, Mike in particular, MIC, uh, that company largely created an entire video department devoted all of these cash or all of this budget to pivoting to video and putting it exclusively on Facebook. And it's largely why they went out of business. And it's largely why, you know, Vox Media uh, has struggled as they have. They, they, I think they've recovered better than, than most companies, but, but College Humor, they, there was one of the uh, content creators because that's more of like a, you know, a, a comedy driven brand. So College Humor had a great thread on this too, on Twitter, where they talked about how they had great traffic coming to their website. And when the pivot to video strategy started, they started putting their videos directly on Facebook and their website traffic plummeted. And so you, it, it's a dangerous precedent that Facebook set and it put a lot of companies in, in peril. Some of these companies went out of business specifically because they pivoted to video and specifically because they, they only focused on Facebook and now they're, I mean, they're getting fined $40 million. But like I said, they, 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 I think most, I think it's fair to say that most of us know that Facebook doesn't really have a moral compass when it comes to who they're going to take money from or who, how they're going to get fined. And, and this was uh, largely attention driven. They, Facebook wants more people on their platform and they, they want them to stay there. They don't want them to leave. Uh, I think that's why you, you, you see a, a this, I don't think I know, this is why you see a discrepancy of, of uh, the engagement whenever you post a photo to Facebook, just a photo, you'll see significantly more engagement with a photo than if you say, here's you know a link to one of my YouTube videos or here's a link to my website. It, it's going to dramatically decrease when you're taking a link that sends traffic away from Facebook. So a lot of these companies, they invested a lot of time, a lot of money, and, and now a lot of them are out of business essentially because of it. Uh, so th th the, knowing that and knowing how much these companies invested based off of lies, based off of an inflated video numbers, remember up to 900%. And Facebook is only essentially getting fined for uh, 16 hours of work. So it, it, it doesn't seem sort of fair at all. Um, but I think it's also shining. I, I think one positive that you can get out of this is that now I, I think it's much more widespread widespread and, and known of what counts as a view and how you should treat a view 
and how it translates to other platforms. And and I, I did a little research for this show. Surprise. <laughs> I should be doing research for every show, which I do. Um, but I, I, I wanted to dig into what counts as a view on other social media platforms. Now, Facebook, IGTV, Instagram feed videos, and Twitter all count a view at three seconds. And the audio doesn't even have to be turned on. Now, as somebody who is, I, I, I don't want to say skeptical, but I go through sort of a, a love-hate relationship with social media. Um, for me personally, I have seen great success from building a website and from investing in SEO. Social media is is one of those things where you have to go where the people are, and and when you hear numbers like that, it's incredibly frustrating because you do spend as a marketer or as an entrepreneur, um, anyone that's trying to get the word out about their business or about what they offer, it, it's incredibly difficult because you're fighting for attention. And when you, it feels like you're getting a significant amount of more attention on one platform than another, it can be very easy to say, well, I'm just gonna put all my eggs in, in this basket. Uh, and, and that is exactly what you should not do. Um, diversification, diversification, diversification. That is what you should be doing no matter what kind of business you're in. Um, so Facebook, IGTV, uh, Instagram feed videos, and Twitter, they all count a view at three seconds. Remember, audio doesn't have to be on. Uh, for YouTube, you have to be watching a video for 30 seconds for it to be counted as a view. But their algorithm is, is a little funky in that... Sometimes they know that you're going to be watching the same video over and over again. So the, the, the water is a little murky in, in that regard because it's not exactly clear if YouTube counts that rewatch as an additional view. It, it only counts the first 30 seconds as a view. And, and you can kind of test this yourself. I, I, I read about a good experiment that if you post a video to YouTube, what you should then do is open a browser up in private mode or, or incognito mode. And you should then watch the video and see how long it takes for you to watch that video in order for it to count as a view. Now, a lot of marketers have run the same exact experiment and the average is 30 seconds, which is good uh, from a YouTube standpoint, especially because YouTube is the second largest search engine on the planet. So you, you, you want to, if you are creating content and you don't have SEO as like the first barrier of entry before you create a piece of content, then first of all, what are you doing? You're missing out on a ton of, of potential revenue uh, or potential brand awareness simply by focusing on, on a, an SEO first mindset. Uh, but for YouTube in particular to have a view count as 30 seconds shows as as intent from a visitor to, to figure out what you got going on and if you're either gonna be entertaining or inspiring or if you're gonna be solving a problem that that user has. One encouraging note that I did find, and I literally found it you know, probably 10 minutes before I hit record uh, because I couldn't find any numbers anywhere about TikTok. And TikTok has sort of taken the world by storm over these last few months. And and I was watching a really great video uh, from Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk. And if you listen to the show, you know I'm a huge fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. But he says that with TikTok in particular, while everybody else is, or while most adults, it is very, it, right now it is a, a younger demographic for TikTok. But for their video clips, 
15 seconds, you have to watch the entire clip for it to count as a view. And Gary Vaynerchuk has been big about jumping on with apps like these that, that sort of rise really quickly to the top rankings of app stores, jumping on board with those apps very quickly and adopting it, not sitting around debating whether or not you should get on those platforms, but figure out, figuring out how to tell your story on a new platform that's hungry for content creators. Now, if you remember the early days of Instagram or the early days of Twitter, um, even email marketing, uh, there was th this insane engagement rate that started when, when those products were first adopted. And that's what we're seeing now with TikTok is, is they're hungry for creators and they're hungry for people creating content directly on their platform. So if, if you're somebody that's been sort of wavering on, you know, do I jump in on, on TikTok or not? Uh, I really, doing research for this video or for this podcast, that was something that really stood out to me that said, okay, well, I now need to make a TikTok and I need to figure out how to tell my brand story on that platform because... You, you are, in the words of Gary Vee, you're, you're campaigning for attention. And if the attention is going into certain platforms, that's where you need to be. And if you can seize a gold rush of opportunity, like with TikTok, where they're looking for content creators, then you can grow a lot more quickly on a platform like that versus Instagram. If you were just to start a new Instagram today, you are in a very, very crowded market. You are a small fish in a big pond, whereas, you know, a platform like TikTok or any other social media platform that comes along in the future, you can, you have the chance for early adoption to be that big fish in a little pond. But I think, you know, sort of going back to the original story of, of with Facebook in particular, finding all of these people that have, you know, put all of their eggs into, into the Facebook basket a few years ago with the pivot to video strategy is, is you don't, don't put all of your eggs into one basket, not on a platform you don't own. You always want to be conscious of how am I telling my brand story that is native to that particular network, to that particular audience, and then how do I drive that traffic back to a property that I own? And the only properties you're ever going to own online is your website and your email list. So if you're not building up that traffic and building up that brand awareness to get more people to come to a property that you own that you can then sell them on, well, now you can subscribe to my email newsletter. And, or now you can purchase my info product. Uh, that's that's where you kind of want to be uh, always a one step ahead of the game. Don't sit back and debate on the legitimacy of these platforms. Just go there, try it out, experiment, and then you can take those storytelling lessons into the next platform that will eventually show up because there's always going to be a next platform that shows up. And I think there was another really good uh, quote from that too. And, and it's also, uh, it's what I like to do with my own content and that's called repurposing. So with repurposing, I can, I can record, a good example for this is I can record this entire show. I can record it on audio format and then I can also record it on video format. And then from both of those formats, I can splice it up. I can cut it up into segments 
or one minute video clips and then I can upload those videos directly to that social media platform of choice. Or I can figure out another way that my distribution strategy, it goes back to, to that as well. I can go back to my distribution strategy and figure out, okay, well, how am I going to tell the story on TikTok? How am I going to tell the story on Instagram stories? Uh, how can I make it so that my content is is one of those that pe when when somebody sees that I've posted an Instagram story, how do I make sure that I am delivering value to that audience so it's not just for that story, but when they see me post again, they want to engage with that again. Uh, so it's almost like a long-term investment strategy, but you're investing in attention. And I think that that's where a lot of people miss the mark, bringing it back to, you know, the, it, all of these companies that invested so much into one platform don't do what they did because Facebook made a shit ton of money from all of those companies pivoting to video and using their platform. And now they're getting fined for essentially lying to, to a lot of people. And we all know there's, there's big trust issues with the platform itself, but they keep growing every day and, and it's still a platform that you can use to your advantage. But if you go to, if you diversify and you distribute your content across a variety of different platforms, there's less risk involved if say, uh, you know, something like this happens again, where your views or your numbers or your strategy uh, are inflated by as much as 900%. Thank you for listening to that best of clip brought to you by digitaldispatch.io. Founded in 2018, Digital Dispatch creates web and marketing solutions for growing companies specifically in the trucking and logistics space. I spent more than a decade in the transportation industry handling the digital media for several companies before venturing off and starting Brumley Brands in 2016. And because I'm a business owner, I put all of my web and marketing knowledge I've gained over the years into this show and more content on the site, bonjourwithblight.com hoping that you can find some helpful tips and resources for your own digital media strategies. You can check out links to all of these sites, plus my social channels, all within the show notes. But until next time, stay humble and stay hungry.